Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome and thank you for joining us. Always happy to spend our time with you. Uh, thank you for finding us. Tell your friends about us. We're running on all the streaming services like iHeartRadio, iTunes. Uh, everywhere you look, you can find us. So tell your friends about that. Uh, I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. And we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about this new Starliner docking with the International Space Station. Hackathon. What the heck is a hackathon? And also, what is a 4K Cinebeam projector? So uh, that's the news that we got today. Marsha, how are you? And how Well, we got week? a lot more news than that. I mean, heck, so much well, Those are stuff. the highlights. Yeah, those are some of the highlights. So yeah. I have to tell you, so I finally tried the TikTok challenge this week. Like, talk about dumb things to do. Yeah. And the, tic- the TikTok challenge, and I told you about it, is right. where you take a wire hanger, you spread it, and put it on your head. You can Google it to see pictures of it because... You know, it's a thing. Um, It it was tested on in Japan on a small bunch of people. What the deal is is your head. Some people's head involuntarily reacts when the hanger places pressure on either side. Now, this sounded a little ridiculous for you. It didn't work, right, Mark? It did not. No, it did not work for me. But it did work for me. And they actually had a, a study that this is a thing, and it feels kind of weird. You put the hanger on your head, and your head turns. And, and what was interesting is I put the hook side on one side first, and it turned in that direction. Then I huh. turned it around, put it the other way, and it turned in that direction. So I have no so idea weird. why that worked. Wow. Uh, and before we get into the stories, have you been uh, watching Elon's travails on Twitter this week? No, I every once in a while I do it. He, it's so often that I just don't. Why? What's his latest? I mean, of well, course. Well, no. The, the, I mean, the deal is going through. Yeah. Um, he's still fighting the battle of the bots. You yeah. know that in Twitter's SEC filings, they said it was only five percent. Ha ha ha. Fifty or something, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm on, I'm on his side. <laughs> you think but, it's fifty percent? Oh, it's not fifty, but it is considerable. How does that work? I mean, with it, if they say something in an SEC filing, isn't that like it? Isn't that supposed to be the absolute truth? It's supposed to be true. That's absolutely correct. You're not supposed to make up stuff, so you know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But well, uh, I you gotta know, five, tell you. You go. I was just going to say, I go to, t- I went to Elon's account and I clicked the little bell. So I get a notification, not a little bell on my home screen, but a notification every time he tweets. So yeah. when I have a minute, I check his tweets and it's just, it's like the Elon show, you know, five minutes every once in a while during the day, <laughs> I check over there, yeah. see what the Elon show is doing. It's quite entertaining. It's almost as good as watching streaming TV. <laughs> You know, you would think he would have kind of checked this stuff out beforehand, but... Uh, well, but wait a minute. You just told me, and I agree. The SEC filing is supposed to be yeah. the truth. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, yeah, what else? No yeah, I mean, you know. 
It's very, I mean, it's hard to imagine that there's a disparagement between 5% phony accounts and 50%. That's a pretty wide range. 5% I can see, you know, okay, people open accounts and they're not real. 50%, that would be very, very bad for Twitter. I'd put it at more like 30%, but it's interesting that I've mentioned I'm a member of Birdwatch and I get notifications from Twitter on my Twitter pages when I go there. Uh, to go over comments about certain tweets. And people are all freaking up in arms when Elon gives his opinion on something. It's clearly an opinion. He's not, you know, he's not documenting facts. It's just yeah, what he no, thinks. Right, right exactly. Man, man, in, in the uh, Birdwatch comments, well, 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 there's no facts to back this up. This can't be real. Give me a... a the guy is, you know, if I think that blue looks like green, that's my gig. I could yeah, say exactly. blue looks like green. So it, it's been fascinating week in tech for me, especially the hanger on my head. That, that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I'll have to try it again when I, either I'm far too intelligent or far too dumb for it to work on me. I no, can't but quite figure out which one Look at is. a couple of videos and see what, it has to be like parallel with your temples. Yeah, I kind of did that. I, you know, I looked at the video. I watched. Well, move it, it up and down, yeah, and because yeah. it, it, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't yeah. believe it because I, I was ready to disclaim the whole thing. But yeah, it worked. Fascinating. <laughs> okay, so uh, Boeing was in need of some good news. They've had a lot of negative news lately. Uh, there, there was a, a Boeing plane that crashed. Uh, I think it was in February, and they took a lot of flack. And then some story came out about the fact that someone on the plane was responsible for crashing the plane, not a mechanical Oh, lovely. Failure. Yeah. So, uh, but apparently their new spacecraft, the S uh, CST-100 Starliner, docked at the International Space Station, uh, says that a vehicle can potentially bring humans to the space station in the future. So, um, you know. Well, but we I, knew that. <laughs> well, right. Well, yeah, clearly. Well, uh, yeah. So, I you mean, know. okay. So they say it's a key test flight. What what is that about that? Well, I mean, I think the the issue here is that it brings the average person into space, not astronauts. I think what they're getting at is that you know you'll be able to. I don't know how much money it is to do that. You know, what was it? How much was it to uh, fly any of these crazy twenty second? A quack flights? a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're trying to make it a little bit more. Uh, accessible to people who can't afford a quack a billion dollars. And it's interesting. I, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm pretty sure you're not doing it. Nope. But, but it's even kind if of I had the money now, if I had the money, right. I might go to the moon because I think that's interesting. And yeah, you know, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but why the hell do we not go to the moon? I mean, going to the moon takes us through the Van Allen belt which is supposedly the big barrier. And we're right. yakking about going to Mars and yakking about going here and there and them. Just go to the moon. Prove to the world that we can actually live up on a planet. Yeah. yeah. I, I, have you heard anything about going to the moon at all? Uh, no, but, you know, there's no, there's no creatures on the moon that we know of. At least in Mars, you get to be, hang out with Martians, you know, really cool Martians. So, you know, I think that's why we want to go to Mars rather than the moon. But Yeah, but uh, it takes forever to go to Mars. And, and it takes a long we, time. You know, shouldn't we do like a little practice run on the moon? I, I'm just saying, you know, pitch a uh, tent, yeah. see, yeah. see if it works. 
Yeah. Well, was and, it Alan? Sh- you know, I was going to say well, Alan Shepard uh, played golf on the moon. Was it Alan Shepard yeah, that did that? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, at least you can be rescued if things go down when you're on the moon. <laughs> no, that's true. There is a chance. But if you're piloting to Mars and then, well, we've all seen The Martian, right? That poor yeah, guy. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right? Um, I really doubt he, I think he was very lucky. I doubt that he would have survived, but uh, uh, let's go to the moon. I want to go to the moon. Yeah. We have to, you know, go, hashtag you know, go to the moon. <laughs> I, I'm a terrible golfer, but I think hitting a golf ball on the moon would be awesome. You know, I think it carries a little farther on the moon than it does on uh, the 30 yards I hit it on a local golf course. So that's yeah, kind of fun. I won- so- but I wonder, do you get that secondary loft? You know, when they hit a golf ball perfectly, it kind right. of goes, and then all of a sudden it's like it hits a pocket of air and raises up and goes further. Yeah. It's amazing. I wouldn't know much about hitting a perfect golf shot. Mine <laughs> usually end up, you know, seven feet in front of me after I've uh, hit it. So, But kudos to... to um, Boeing. Did it say how long actually it took to get there? I, it didn't take that long, I don't think, to uh, from no, no. Off. It's yeah. it is a, you, if you could. I mean, we can see the space station going around the Earth. Right. It's not like right. it's that far away. No, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I think uh, I think that's kind of fun. And uh, if you if you intend to go on the uh, ride to the space station, let us know. I don't even like some of the rides at Disneyland, let alone going a space station ride. You know. Uh, but there you go. Uh, okay. So this is kind of interesting. Um, apparently you can say no to face scans for airport boarding. Uh, gate agents may not tell you this, but you don't have to have your face scan to board a U.S. domestic flight. Uh, yeah, but wait and, a minute. Who even knew that, 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 that they're going to ask for this? What's the story yeah. here? I, well, you flew fairly recently. Did that come up when you were at the airport? No. Okay, so nobody said to you that you needed to be scanned. No, yeah, no, I, I, I know it happens with Delta, according to yeah, the stories. Delta. Right, correct. And now you know, there's a thing. Is it a face scan? Is it an iris scan? What kind of scan are we talking about here? Right. <laughs> but um, it seems that they're asking for this as you go on a plane and nobody tells you it's optional either. Right. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, it's a test and I don't know, I, you know, do I, does it bother me one way or the other? I don't think it really does, but I guess I don't want my face scanned and, and being, you know, in some record and somewhere that I don't know where it is and what they might use that face scan for if it's saved. So I don't know. I don't think I'd necessarily want to have that done. Um, well, the answer is to anybody who finds themselves in this situation where you're getting on a plane and they ask you to look at a facial scanner, all right. you say is, I don't consent to the biometric data. And generally, yeah, you know. they'll let you go right through. Yeah, that's really uh, they'll interesting. They'll pause the camera. But I have TSA pre-check. Yeah, me too. And when you get the TSA pre-check, they do a retina scan. They do a full scan of your face. But that's the government. That's not the airline. I, I you know, I already have my card. Leave me alone. <laughs> when did they start doing that? Because uh, I've never, I've, I have P- TSA pre-check also, and I've never been the facial scan. So. Maybe it's global entry. Okay, do that you could have be international. No, I don't global have entry? no. I don't have global entry. Oh, that's uh, so wonderful. When I come back from a trip, an international trip. Everybody goes in that one horrible line in customs, 
And right. then there's this one area for global entry people. You put your palm down on a thing. You look at a camera. It takes a picture of your face and boom, prints out a little thing. You walk to the nice man and you're out of the airport. It's yeah. it's incredible. I'm barely going 20 miles from my house, so I haven't had any real need for uh, global entry lately. But uh, I did find well, something interesting. I was going to say, I found something interesting about, uh, do you have a a real ID? Have you gotten one of those yet? I'm not getting it because I have global entry. Right. There you go. If you have the global entry card, you don't need real ID. Well, you also don't need real ID, contrary to what a lot of people thought, to fly domestically in the United States. Really? Tell. Yeah. You do not need a... uh, Real ID, you can fly domestically. You know, you don't need a real ID at all if you have a passport. But apparently to fly domestically, you are not required to have a real ID. So uh, I happened to get one just because, you know, I was at the uh, DMV for something and I ended up getting it. But no, you don't have to have that. That's so, interesting. Uh, I didn't know yeah. that. And and further on, on the facial scanning, there's MasterCard. Did you see this story? This yeah, is kind of amazing. One. Um, MasterCard unveiled a biometric checkout program that, quote, aims to set standards for paying with scans or gestures. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I don't think smiling at a camera is my chosen way of paying for something. Because, I mean, let's face it, you're standing in a store, you smile, and you don't know if a camera is looking at you. You don't know where the, I mean, you have to think of the alternate side of this. It may be fine if you're che- at the checkout counter, but what if a hacker or somebody has put a camera somewhere else, catches yeah. the smile, and charges you a ton of money? Yeah, uh, you know. very strange. You know, uh, I, the, these are the kind of scary things that you're right. These are the kind of things you got to now worry about with everything that's going on. I mean, if you wave your hand in front of a screen, does it then take your fingerprints and do those fingerprints, you know, we've seen every movie in the world where they usually cut off the finger to make it work, you know, to use the well, only uh, on James scanner. Bond. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But well, I got to tell you, my solution is you dip the person's ha- hand or dead fa- while they're sleeping in warm wax. Ah. And then you pull it off, turn it inside out, and you've got the fingerprint. Huh? Huh? You like yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. That could work. Could work, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Apparently, they're uh, what launching a pilot program in Brazil. It's called Payface, uh, and it'll provide uh, customers <laughs> Payface. You like that? Uh, <laughs> customers will have to smile to pay for their groceries. I got to tell you, unfortunately, that sounds like something that was translated from another language that <laughs> you just can't help but laugh at. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's very interesting. Now, you know, we all would like to be able to not, you know, when we go for things, not fumble in your wallet and find your credit card and take it out and scan it. You know, that's what why Apple Watch became so popular because of Apple Pay, you don't have to do anything. You just wave your watch at, you know, uh, at whatever the scanner is and you've paid for your item. Uh, and that was, and I've used that a million times. It works great. So I think Oh, I always like do the idea. tap to pay thing. Yeah, that's new too. With, now but I, I use tap. it with a credit card. I'm, I'm not, right. I still am not comfortable putting that on my phone. Yeah, I, well, the nice part is that you, like, for example, I go to the gym. So when I go to uh, the gym, they have the scanner there, and it's on my Apple Watch. So my membership card is on my Apple Watch. I just wave the Apple Watch at their scanner, and yeah, I get Yeah, but, you know, gym. I feel a little more comfortable with my ID at the gym 
versus access to my financials. Well, that's <laughs> Call definitely me crazy. true. You, no, no, that's probably a good point. No question about it. You know, so, uh, but just all I can say, Marsha, you smile a lot. Just keep smiling. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, what does that song keep smiling? No one, I don't know. Something yeah, there's about, a song somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, okay. So years ago, this is years ago on KBC, we had a, what they called a black hat hacker in studio. And we were talking to the guy to about, you know, hacking and why do you do it? And, you know, his answer was he was now, I think he was a black hat hacker, which is one that's, that does evil and a white the hat. bad guy. Does, yeah. Uh, a white hat. Hacker is a good Helps. guy. And I mm-hmm. said to him, and I don't remember who he was, but I said to him, why do you do it? He said, because we can. That's it? You know? Well, yeah. I, so I, what? I think, yeah. you know, so they have uh, all over the world things called hackathons, which is so much fun. And the people are, you know, kind of locked in an area and they are given certain programs and things to find bugs, to unlock, to hack into, and they get money if they do it. And it's done, you know, a lot of stuff money. is yeah, a lot of money and stuff is supplied by big companies like Microsoft, Ubuntu, Tesla, Micro, I mean, who else did you say Safari, Firefox? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's pretty amazing and uh, this was the zero day initiative. And Okay, so one team did a remote exploit of a Tesla Model 3, and they turned it on, <laughs> and they made it go without any proper access, and they got $75,000 to turn that cool. vulnerability over to Tesla. See, that's cool. the point of it. We're using right. the white hacker minds to help us with this. On the first day of the event, well, an, another used an alter-free bug that was found in Ubuntu on day three of the competition uh, and found v- vulnerabilities in Microsoft Windows 11. And then uh, someone's, they found 16 zero-day bugs exploited in Ubuntu Desktop, Apple Safari, Oracle VirtualBox, Mozilla Firefox. I mean... And, and, of course, Windows 11, because you're going to find them. I mean, yeah. the competition, this was the 15th anniversary, had 17 contestants from dozens of cybersecurity companies, and they targeted 21 different products. And by the end of the second day, they they earned $270,000. Yeah, that's now, pretty cool. Now vendors have 90 days to produce a fix for all vulnerability disclosed during the competition. Yeah, they gave out almost a million bucks and a Tesla 3, apparently. Yeah, um, nice, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I drove a Tesla for the first time about two weeks ago. Yeah. So here's here's my mini review of the Tesla. It's an odd car to me. First of all. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, agree. <laughs> I, I mean, first, the first, number one, it is blazingly fast. I was mm-hmm. so taken back. I mean, I I'm one of those that loves to tromp on the. You're a lead foot. I've I've I been am. with you in a car. I am. You know, I'll take off. I'll blow away the little Volkswagen next to me. I don't care who's next to me. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, but this car was like taking off in into the space station. 
it is so fast I couldn't believe it. So that was the first observation. Even faster than I like it to be. It's almost like your head jerks back when you hit the gas pedal. The second thing is it's just a weird freaking car. I mean, it's got, um, when you take your foot off the gas, it breaks automatically. I don't like that. I don't want my car breaking for me. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in one. I noticed that. That was very weird. Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, there's no, basically, there's no dashboard. There's just a giant iPad that's got all the information, which isn't yeah, bad. Yeah, you know, I don't like the way that looks. I mean, make it look a little more technical than you glued an iPad to the dashboard. Yeah, it's exactly what it looks like, a giant yeah, iPad. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I really yeah. don't. You know, somebody the other day told me that Tesla's paint is terrible. Now, that was just really? one comment. Yeah, that they had, they got a new Tesla and they had to repaint the car because their paint job was so terrible so for me the tesla didn't i you know i give it a four uh other than the speed thing i give it a yeah. four i just just didn't and love who really needs the speed thing in the city you really There's don't that. Well, right i will tell you one of the oddest things though in this giant giant ipad thing that you're looking at and you you have the cars on either side of you you can see the cars to the right of the cars to the left well it's a graphic image of the cars but it's an actual exact image of what the actual car next to you so if it's an suv it shows huh, you an suv that's cute that's which cute. i thought was clever i thought that was pretty clever. well so, on anyway. the porsche they have a similar thing only it's just outlines of vehicles yeah, yeah, no, this is way way more intense right, than very that. It's detailed. the actual real car. Yeah, yeah I don't care. So, uh, all right, uh, you but found some wait, reasons. Friday, Friday, yeah. news story about Tesla. Um, oh, yeah. Car caught fire. Oh. It, it was sitting parked. That's it. Um, the couple took their kid to a graduation at USC. Yeah. And he received a notification on his phone that the car alarm to his that Tesla Model 3 was going off. And he went outside and found it completely engulfed in flames. <laughs> wow. The first thing to melt, he said, was his four-month-old car seat. And, I mean, if you Google this, it, it's, it was in Cathedral City, California. And it, it's crazy. Just cra The car just burst into flames all by itself. Yeah, that is frightening. That really is So, you know, I'm, I'm just not... It, you know, and uh, taking also into uh, effect the getting rid of the old batteries and all that. I want to, you know, I don't want to be the beta tester. I'll wait for the no. next one. No, exactly. Um, okay, so you've had a story about a hidden Google Map street feature that takes you back in time. How does that work? That sounds pretty cool. Okay, well, this was really cool. I actually tried it out myself. <laughs> I actually did. Because I love Google Maps. I, I love, right. you know, visiting your old house and see how it looks today. Yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you have to do it all over again. <laughs> okay. How do you I do have that? To, you have to do it on a laptop or a desktop. Oh. Okay. So you go to maps.google.com. Yeah. Put in your address and be sure you're in street view. You know, so you see the streets. Okay. Then, you know, in the lower right corner is the little yellow guy? Yeah. By the way, his name is Pegman, in case oh. you didn't know or care. I did not know that. <laughs> okay. No, and I, I didn't know and I didn't care, but go ahead. So you pick him up, you know, by dragging him to a corner on the, he's on the right-hand corner, onto any okay. road. And while you're grabbing hold of him, the streets glow blue. Okay. So you know where you can drop him. 
So in Street View, you drop him somewhere, and he's there. And then at the top left, you'll see the details of where he's standing, a little description. And then if you click it, you'll see a brief, uh, more than a brief description. It'll have a timeline, which is incredibly cool. Uh, you'll have to clear, uh, check on it, the timeline. And as you go along the timeline, the I looked at my house. It started in 2007. And I don't think Google was really taking pictures in neighborhoods. Do you know if they were before 2007? You know, I don't know. I mean, they, you know, there used to be the story was that they drove all over the country. Yeah. Uh, mapping and taking pictures and doing whatever. I don't know what they do now. Well, they do it now too, Mark. That this is what I'm telling you. Yeah, no, so, I know. Yeah, the earliest I could see my house was 2007. And it has little stop points that you can move the bar to and see your house or whatever house you're looking at. And you can adjust the angle and the whole thing. At that period in time, I could see my house in 2007, 2012, you know, in different years, all the way up to 2020, which was very, very cool. Yeah, so, that is cool. And, and you can look anywhere. I mean, you can look at Times Square. You can look at Fifth Avenue. You can look at Paris. You can it, – it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's just like going back in time. And if you click on the little points on the uh, timeline, it changes the screen so you can examine it more thoroughly. So, huh. Isn't that interesting? You know, it, I'm it's sorry fun. I was going to say, it doesn't come up on, as you said, it doesn't come up on uh, my iPad. But I, no. And while, while you were doing this story, I just decided to go to Google Maps and look at it. And I've never noticed this before. I happen to have gone in my neighborhood. <laughs> and there are, in my neighborhood, which is actually homes, there are businesses listed in the neighborhood. Yeah. And I, but, you know, well, to start with, you're not supposed to have any businesses in the neighborhood. No, that's you not know. true. No, not that's not true. People are working from home. I have had a business license at my home since the aughts, since the nineties. Well, you have a license to do that. I'm not sure yeah. that everybody has a has a license well, to do that. Yeah, I don't know. And interestingly, I had Google remove my company location from the map. Interesting. I because have never I, noticed that you know, before. Didn't yeah. want. I don't want people coming here. There's no reason people have to come here for my business. No, right. No, no, no. Right. But yes, Mark, there's a ton of people running businesses from their home. It's legit. Um, even home insurance has extra business insurance for running a business at home. It's a big right. deal. It's legit. Yeah. It's, And it's okay with the city as long as they get their license. I guess so, because I think in a lot of like homeowners associations, depending upon who you're in, you can't necessarily do just do that. Okay, you here's part of the rules. You can't have trucks coming every day. Right. Okay, so that's one. If somebody's sitting there and working on a phone and a computer, right? what difference does it make to anybody? It doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's a great opportunity for the person who can do that at home. But no, you yeah. can't disturb the neighborhood. There are rules and regulations that if right. you, wherever you are before you apply for the license, you'll be able to see them. And, uh, you know, I pushed it way early in the days when I had a big semi truck deliver a pallet of stuff from my eBay. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But I only did that once. 
so it wasn't repetitive. Yeah, yeah, it, people do it. It's yeah, legit. as long as you're just well, like I say, I didn't even know it existed, frankly. So it uh, nobody's been disturbing me, you know, in what they're doing. There you uh, go. But yeah, very interesting. All right, so if you're trying to figure out whether your internet service provider is throttling your service, which means basically at given points, some of the companies, for example, I remember used to use, um, oh gosh, Hughes Satellite. They were terrible. They were absolutely terrible. And when you went over your limit, when they you throttled. say terrible, do you mean slow or what? Uh, slow, horrible. I was supposed to get 25 megabits per second. This is years ago now, and I was getting like five. And it was unreliable when certain things wouldn't connect. Uh, and they had a thing where when you went over, and I don't remember what the number was, 10 gigabytes a month or whatever it was, they throttled your service all the way down from the supposed 25 on down to like three. Lovely. So, Lovely. you know, a lot of, and I don't know whether they're still doing that or, you know, because it's been years now. But one of the things that you can do to check to see whether you're being throttled on your internet service, you know, the first thing you want to do, if you think your Wi-Fi is slow and you think they may be throttling your internet, there's a couple of things you can do. Check that your router is located in a central location in your home so that, you know, because if you have a router in the house, you may get better internet speed on one part of the house than the other, which is the reason we use mesh networks that gives you, you know, an extension all over the place. It gives you basically better location. But you want to make sure that you, one, again, check to see where your router is located. Two, you want to just test your internet speed. Very, very easy to do. There's lots of services like fast.com. Well, you don't even have to do that. You just go into a Chrome browser type speed test right. and Google does it for you. You don't even have yeah, to load exactly. up anything. Yeah, no, yeah, the, and I use, uh, like I say, I use fast.com, which I think, I can't remember who does fast.com. Netflix. Have, big, Netflix, yeah, I thought it was Netflix. Um, and this will, you know, so you can check your connection speed. And if you're supposed to be getting 100 or 200 or 50 or 5, this will tell you whether you're getting that. Um, Marsh is a big fan of VPNs. Uh, you want to make sure you're using a reliable VPN. Uh, you can, you know, you can use, I don't know, does, do you see, when you use your VPN, do you notice any speed issues? Um, it would naturally do that. So I disagree with this. If you're going to be testing your speed in my experience, you should only, if you want a true test of what you're getting from your provider, use it with a unit that is plugged in directly to the router or modem. That right. tells you the, the exact data. And yes, a VBN, VPN will be slower, but you can go look plenty of places on the internet. One of the fastest is ExpressVPN, and that's the one I use. Mm -hmm. And you can see whatever lag time. They all have a, you know, a free trial. Yeah, so th those are just a couple of items that you can do to see if your actually service is being throttled down and, and if you're getting the speed that you should be getting. You know, unfortunately, a lot of people don't have multiple options for their internet provider. I didn't for many years. For many years, I've talked about the story of, whoa, how I was getting five megabits uh, per second because I just didn't have another option. I finally found we got a new uh, satellite service up here. We're going to get 300. But that took me 20 plus years to be able to get it. So a lot of people just simply can't find fast internet companies. Um, and uh, so, you know, so that's something to do. So take a look at that and, uh, and see. Uh, okay, I'm fascinated by the story, Marcia. I have an LG TV and I love my LG TV. 
and you found something pretty cool. What do they have now, or what's coming? Well, I found a couple of really cool new products that I was very impressed by. So LG has what looks like a Kleenex box. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. you're seeing the picture, right? Yeah, I'm looks looking like at it. Looks yeah. like a big Kleenex box. And what it is, is a projector. And yeah, yeah, we've heard of projector TVs. Yeah. And it's usually fuzzy, and it usually is big and clunky. Well, this is a little thing. Um, there's an ultra short throw model that projects a 120 inch screen from seven inches away. That's pretty crazy. I mean, seven inches away. Um, it's called the 4K Cinebeam Projector. And the brightness is up to 3,700 lumens, which is kind of crazy because when you're projecting, you need a lot. Have you ever tried to watch something that was projected? Oh, yeah. I've seen really bad projection TVs, and I've seen really good. The good ones in the day were running about fifty grand for a really good one, and the bad ones were you know a few thousand dollars, and they were bad. Well, if you're not talking about projection TVs, when you're talking about a unit like this, this there is was different. The, yeah, yeah, this is different. And then there's the Pico projector, and there's also some uh, Lenovo devices have a uh, uh, projection option. And right. I used to have parties at my house in the backyard during the summer, and put a sheet over a clothesline between yeah, two trees. That's always fun. And we'd project, and we watched E.T. once. We had a lot of fun, a lot of people. But, you know, it wasn't bright, and the lumens are the whole key. I, At the cost of this thing, I wouldn't be using it outside. I, no, I would think not. it's a little bit delicate because you can get it right now at B&H Photo Video for around its pre-order at $6,000. <laughs> so, well, surprisingly enough, as expensive as that is, in the scheme of these kind of projection TVs, it is not as expensive as they get, you know, the really good ones. So uh, I don't think I'd spend $6,000 on it. I think I'd just go buy myself a really high-end TV before I did this. But it's pretty cool. And, I, they, you know, they say this is equipped with the uh, web OS, which is what LG. It's, their OS works phenomenally well. I'm just absolutely delighted by, you know, LG in general. The TV's fantastic. I just went out and got, used my last credit card points on Amazon, and I got their new um, uh, soundbar, very high-end soundbar, and it works great. Uh, so, that, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of LG. So if this thing is anything as advertised, it's probably pretty cool. Yep, I, I think yep. it is. And then I totally loved the other thing. We know we've been watching Samsung. They've been making devices, right? Not yep. only devices, but um, what are they called? Things like washing machines and things and stuff yeah, sure. for your house. Yeah. What's it called? Home appliances. Appliances, yeah. Right. <laughs> and they're famous for pretty darn reliable ones, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they are pretty cool. So they came out with a whole line of bespoke appliances. Cool. I mean... And by bespoke, this means you can customize them. You can do whatever you want, and they will do this for you. Now, when you say customize, colors, you can use different colors on the front of it. You can put different colors on different doors. You can put a pattern on different doors. They have a whole bunch of them. That's but cool. what's even better is you can put photos of your family. You know, instead of having... Uh, 
I don't know. I am not a fan of having a ton of things stuck to my refrigerator. Right. I'm just not. But I mean, I'm I'm looking at one of their pictures uh, with a flower designed by artist Katie Rogers, and it's just absolutely beautiful. It's a work Very of cool. art that refrigerator, and it only costs. And this is fair, I think, price wise, two hundred and fifty dollars a door. Yeah, that's on bad. top of what the fridge costs to customize it with your own photos, your artwork, or choose from what they have. I mean. Samsung's bespoke series um, is really focusing on the aesthetics of the kitchens. And, and I it's think they're doing cool. a beautiful, beautiful job. I think what they should do is you get should get a giant picture of me and put it on your refrigerator. So every time you're I think your wife would kitchen, love that. I think your uh, wife she would, would love uh, that. She would love it. She would, you mean love get me getting it or love having my picture in your kitchen? Uh, she'd love looking back at you every day on the refrigerator. There would be very soon pinholes all over the door of the refrigerator as she threw darts at my face. So I don't know how well that would work for me, but yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, and I mean, no. they have new designs coming in all the time, and you can opt either for a custom design on the two French doors or both of the doors or one of the doors. And then you can pick bespoke colors that go along with your pictures. It's just beautiful. It's Samsung has done an amazing job with yeah, they their make home some appliances. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, very, very impressive. All right, so this weekend is graduation for a lot of schools. Um, I know locally out here, Pepperdine's having their graduations uh, locally here, and a lot of the schools are this week over the next couple of weeks. So Cal State what, Northridge did go yeah. Matadors. Yep. Yay! <laughs> yes, our alma alma mater. Um, and so there's a number of things. Here's just a couple of little gifts that might be fun to get for the kids. Uh, at Land's End, you can get a travel carry-on luggage duffel bag. You know, we all want to be able to carry on things in planes and, and not uh, check their... Items. So this is a duffel bag, sells for about 85 bucks. Um, Sony makes a nice headset, uh, you know, a uh, noise canceling headset. That's the Sony WH-1000XMR. It's a little pricey. It's $350, but Sony always makes really good headsets. Um, how about a towel set? I guess if your graduate is moving into their own apartment for the first time, there's... <laughs> hey, you no know, offense. What a chintzy gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of a crappy gift. Yeah, yeah oh, $12, you have a gift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there's the uh, Sonus, Sonus Room, which is the company that makes the high-end speakers. Uh, for 179 bucks. it allows you to take their uh, speakers outside. This is one that might be a must-have gift. Have you ever tried a Theragun? Yeah. They work really <laughs> well. My husband's in love with his, and I'm afraid more women are in love with theirs, and men don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, now I'm going to expose something here. You just it, did already. <laughs> well, I mean, but even more, there was a, I believe it was Samsung uh, device that was very popular, what, in the 80s as a massager? Do you remember? Yeah, it oh, was yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, the yep. magic something or other. Be a and, magic or it was, wand. No, it was, it was made by Toshiba, I think. Yeah, it was the, the magic, magic wand. wand. Right. right. Now, it looks basically a whole lot like a portion Watch of... Watch it careful. Easy right? now. Yeah. Looks like... No, the, th the, th the thing you're talking about. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, so... I don't know. The My husband uses his on his back and his shoulders. He thinks it's great. 
But every time I hear it, it harkens back to an early day, and I go, whoa. Okay. And by the way, those, I mean, I, I, you could tell better than I can how well they work for other purposes, but that Theragun is pretty powerful. Well, the, yeah, the Theragun, <laughs> I would assume, would be too. It, you notice it says. Might be too intense. The Theragun Mini is for easing stress. Now, I have my husband has the full-on Theragun, so I yeah, of course he does, because he's a real course. man, right? So I don't know how the Mini Theragun is for anything else, but the <laughs> Toshiba Magic Wand was really something. <laughs> so we're we're gonna get one for Marsha, and she's gonna test it out and no, 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 uh, and no, review no, it no, next no, week. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, this, this, oh, this no. is this is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> it it was up until this story, so uh, right. Yeah, that's so, true. So there, there's some of those gifts. But that there, you by can the get. way, there's one other gift that I think is great. Oh, we're running out of time, but a weighted yeah. blanket. I have re recommended those to several people over the last few months. Uh, the blankets cover that are filled with teeny, teeny, teeny uh, microscopic glass beads. Yeah. That kind of caress your body when you're sleeping nice and nice. everybody i know that has tried one of these is sleeping better and i swear by oh. mine I, I got mine on amazon a couple of years ago and i love it so it's you a combine, great weight you so you combine your your blanket which clings to your body along with the theragun you don't no. need anybody in your life <laughs> oh. no but the uh weighted blanket really because i i get anxiety a yeah. lot of people do, yeah. and it keeps me up. And with the weighted blanket, I go to sleep, pow, just like immediately. Yeah, yeah interesting. All right, so th this story that you found, I, you know, I, I don't know if the world knows Angeline or is it just well, the world us in Los gonna, is going to know Angeline because now there's a special on Peacock. Yeah, I'm shocked about this. But I mean, Twitter is all over it. A lot of people do not know who Angeline is. She's a Los Angeles legend, correct? I mean, yeah, she is. Yeah, for for, for what I don't know. I mean, I well, don't know that she ever did thing. anything. But yeah, that's exactly. the thing. And, and and it's interesting. Long before Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian, you know, made oh, it yeah. for being famous and doing nothing. Yep. Angeline was on billboards, display the whole thing. I met Angeline once. I saw she drives around to L.A. in a pink Corvette, and her yep. license plate says Angeline. Yep. And I saw her once, and I went over to her. And, man, she's got a whole gift shop in the back of that car. She will sell you <laughs> autographed pictures. She's so got a funny. Whole, she's got a whole enterprise going on there. I'm still not really sure what she does. I understand that Angeline does not want to see the Peacock a miniseries on her. Um, for those of you who don't know, I can only describe her as a buxom Barbie doll in yeah. real life, right? Yeah. It's played by Emmy Rossum. Who's an excellent and, actress, by the way. Right. And uh, uh, all I can say is that Angeline is just, we don't know. She's famous for being famous, and she's That's an icon of Los Angeles. It's, a, um, it's a, such a bizarre story. I, you know, that shows you that in Hollywood they'll make a movie out of anything. She, I, I can't. I don't know. Did, did she even do movies? Was she ever in anything? I don't even know. I think she was. I think she was. So I think she was in a movie. This and that. But she's just the kind of person who wa always wanted to run her own show. 
I give her a lot of credit yeah, for whatever. I don't I know if she her made credit. money. She's made, a, well, she can afford a brand new pink Cadillac all the time. Uh, not Corvette. Cadillac, Corvette. Corvette yeah. 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 So um, I think it's it's very cool. I will see it just because. I think it's very I'll cool. I'll probably watch it. And yeah. the decider did a uh, poll yeah, on should Twitter. Should you watch, right. Yeah, stream it or skip it. And 43.1% of the people are uh, going to str- stream it. 27.8 are going to skip it. And 292 didn't know, so they just wanted to see the results. Well, she's 71 now, so she's been doing this for back in the 60s, I would say. And I got to tell you, yeah. I saw my daughter saw her quite recently. And she, she still, she keeps up with her makeup, and uh, she mm. is... Um, she, Beautiful, for her. big, blonde, for her. buxom, and hey, it just shows you, you don't have to be continually trashy <laughs> Yeah, exactly. to make a living on doing nothing. You just but have clearly, to work hard. You, she's worked hard at it over the years. She has. Now, she and you said she doesn't want to watch it, so clearly she wasn't involved in any way in the story. Well, she was involved, but she wasn't really happy about the way they portrayed her. Okay. Wow. So hey, nobody is, isn't that? Don't you no. find that interesting? Did yeah. you see the Maryland tapes on Netflix? No. no, is that good? Now this is something I've heard. Uh, we're going to watch tonight. It's two hours, and looking forward to seeing it. I hear the music, Mark. I hear it too, guys. Okay, that's it for us. Hey, everybody, have a great week. Enjoy. Uh, be safe, and we'll see you next weekend. Hey, and let us know what you think of Angeline and uh, the Marilyn Monroe special. It'll give you a lot of jolt for the week. Uh, this check out our Facebook page. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen. That's it. Bye bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier, produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, Global Food for Thought. <laughs>